Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Grad Cracker webinar where I'm so excited to be joined by Colas Rail. Colas Rail, one of my first ever clients at Grad Cracker when I started looking after employers back in 2014 and they've never left the site since. So we have a really strong history of working together. Today we're going to be hearing from their graduate recruitment manager Kirsty and three of their graduates to give you a real insight into life at Colas Rail. If you're not familiar with Colas, then as a brief introduction, they're one of Europe's leading suppliers of railway infrastructure services. We're going to find out exactly what that entails throughout this webinar. We've worked really hard to ensure that you can find out everything you need to know about Colas Rail on Gradcracker. Their company hub is full to the brim with information about their schemes and business activities. You can read about what life is like at Colas Rail, their culture and their services on their Gradcracker company hub. And they've also been a sponsor of the rail infrastructure sector in the Gradcracker toolkit for the last six years. You can find a link to this within their company hub and through the Gradcracker Career Centre. Their commercial and future leader graduate schemes went live on Gradcracker yesterday. And Kirsty is going to tell us about these in just a few moments. So this webinar is perfect timing for all of you hoping to get your applications in very soon. And you'll be able to pick up some amazing hints and tips today. Okay, so let's get started. Joining us from Colas Rail today, we have Kirsty Panks, who will be giving you an overview of their graduate schemes and what she looks for in an application and candidate. And our graduates today are Adrian Lidovich, who is a project management trainee and joined Colas in October 2021, and Jess Scott and Tamsin Rolls, who are both assistant project managers and joined the graduate scheme in 2020. We'll be finding out more from our graduates shortly, but let's talk to Kirsty first. So hi, Kirsty. Hi, Sophie. Good afternoon. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about what Colas Rail does? Yes, definitely. So just echoing your um, your thoughts firstly, we're really excited to be doing this. Um, it, we have had a long relationship with Gradcracker and we've seen so many of our successful graduates come through yourselves. Um, so yeah, we've been very much looking forward to this afternoon. So I'm going to give a really whistle-stop tour of who we are um, because we're quite broad in what we do um, within the industry. So just to kind of give some context, um, Colas Rail um, in the UK are actually a subsidiary of the Colas Group, who are um, across 1400 sites across all continents. So we're actually um, part of a much bigger um, thing and we employ over 55,000 people um, across the world. But here in the UK, Colas Rail um, are a division focused um, solely on rail infrastructure. So that's what we do. And every day, thousands um, of journeys will be made by by uh, you know everyone in terms of uh, on trains on track built and maintained by by Colas Rail. So you're much more integrated in, in, in with us as a brand than you probably might realise. Um, and we have a really broad reach with across the industry, which is quite unusual um, for a rail organisation. Um, we've got three main divisions, um, and then we've also got uh, we're parent company to a company called Lundy Projects. Um, so in terms of our three main divisions, we've got an infrastructure division, um, and they um, they deal with complex infrastructure projects, um, mainly in the south of the UK. Um, and these projects can include anything from kind of signalling to telecoms, track renewals, electrification design and survey. So they're involved in, in absolutely so many different activities. And um, two of the graduates who have joined us today uh, work for the infrastructure division. So they'll be able to give you um, a bit of an insight into what it's like to kind of work within that area. Um, we also have an urban division. So that's um, looking at urban rail. So that's the Midland Metro Alliance. 
and for anybody who's joining us today from the Birmingham area, they'll definitely uh, know about the tram extension that's going on um, in and around Birmingham city centre. And um, so we're involved in that in that project and it's um, the West Midlands largest um, transport regeneration project. And um, it's, yeah, as I said, it's dealing with a tram extension from Birmingham city centre out to the suburbs and surrounding towns. We then have a rail services division that's made up of freight and plants. So freight, uh, we're a national freight operator. So across the UK, we transport goods. And then plant, um, I mean, I had no idea what plant was before I joined Coalesce <laughs> Rail, so I'll just try and uh, kind of explain what that is, but it's kind of on-track machinery. So things like cranes and tampers that you see on the track and they, they support the um, infrastructure division with the work that they, that they do. And then as I kind of mentioned, we're a parent company to um, Lundy Projects, which is where Adrian um, is currently working. So they um, are a civils contractor um, specializing in steel fabrication and installation, and they construct things like gantries and signals. And um, every single one of the graduates will be able to give you a much better overview <laughs> than I can. So I'll leave it to them to kind of go through um, in a little bit. That's brilliant. Thank you, Kirsty. That's a really good overview. I think um, there's always a lot more to call us rail than kind of meets the eye when you think of, of you as just like an infrastructure um, rail services company. Um, and there's so much more that you guys do and, and so much opportunity, therefore, for graduates to get involved yeah. in lots of different areas, which kind of leads me on quite nicely to you know your graduate schemes. I mentioned a couple of them alive at the moment, but if you could give an overview of the schemes that you offer, Kirsty, that would be fab. Yeah, so we've got three main graduate programmes that we run and every single one of them is run as a two year fast track programme. Um, all of them are non-rotational schemes, um, but they're there as a fast track to kind of for you to be able to reach your career ambitions. So the intention is that this is really, really fundamental to our succession planning within our organisation. And if you came and spent a day um, within Colas Rail, you'd see that there are graduates at all levels um, of management across across the business. So it's genuinely um, pinnacle to what we do and, and how we've been able to kind of be successful over the last um, 10 years since we've been operating the graduate programme. The opportunities, going back to what I was saying earlier in terms of how broad we are um, in what we do, the opportunities are really broad as well. It really depends on the division that you work in as to what you'll be doing. Um, so there's really something that kind of suits everybody. But the three main programmes that we have, we've got a management future leaders programme, which you touched on earlier. We've got um, some vacancies live with, within that programme. So that's our management programme. Um, the role will really depend on which division you work in. And, and as you'll hear from Tamsin, um, Jess and, and Adrian, their roles are all ever so slightly different. Um, so it's aligned to the Association of Project Management. So um, they work towards chartership throughout their throughout their programme. And, once a graduate's left the management program, they could go into working, you know, in the future in any kind of role in terms of maybe head of operations. We've got project directors who've come through the graduate program, operations directors. Um, and we don't look for a specific degree classification or, or um, type of degree. So you can apply from any background. And um, so you don't necessarily have to be have to be an engineer to join that program. 
which leads me on to our engineering program. Um, so you, you would need an engineering background naturally to join the engineering program. The reason for that being that you are going to be um, working towards becoming like a technical expert within your specific discipline. So um, as an example, we've got um, engineering graduates within Sigling, we've got them within overhead line and um, freight engineering. So yeah, you'd spend the two years working to become a genuine expert within your field and looking at all the kind of nuances um, involved in, in, in the particular area that you work within. Again, there's chartership opportunities um, really links with what kind of degree you've done previously and where you see yourself headed. And um, so quite commonly, um, we have uh, graduates going through the IMECI chartership route. We've had um, the IET too. So we kind of work with you on an individual basis to see what works um, best for you. And then thirdly, we've got our commercial program and it's probably the program that um, is least known about actually, but this is a fast track route to becoming a quantity surveyor. And I'll just highlight what a quantity surveyor is. There's a few people out there who aren't aware of, uh, of actually what a quantity surveyor does, but they're actually, they work across all of our divisions and they're fundamental actually in all of the projects that we deliver. They basically control project cost, but they're, they're really embedded in all of our project teams and they will work with each project project from the whole way through the life cycle so right from the very beginning um, all the way through to the end um, and within that program as well as chartership opportunities with the uh, Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors um, and often our graduates who join us on our commercial scheme won't have had a background in quantity surveying won't have necessarily studied that at university and that's absolutely fine we support that um, with further study once you're on the program so um, typically, um, graduates who join the commercial programme will go through a um, master's qualification as part of that. Amazing. That's um, a really good overview of all those schemes. Um, and I think really interesting as well to hear that, you know, if you're looking at a rail infrastructure company, you might automatically think you have to have some sort of um, engineering, mechanical or civil background. Yeah. But actually, you're open to you know all of those STEM disciplines. And as we're going to hear from Tamsin um, outside of that as well, um, and I think it's quite interesting, you know, all the different backgrounds that, that we've got on the webinar today. Um, so just kind of moving on to that then, Kirsty, what do you look for in an application when, when someone comes through to, to you um, and you see their application for the first time, first time, what makes someone stand out? Yeah, so I've kind of written down three things that I think are really, really crucial when you're making um, an application. And graduate schemes are competitive they receive a lot of applications. So it's thinking about how you can make yourself stand out. I think it's, it's fun. Um, so firstly, I think it's really important to tailor your application. We know, we know that you'll be applying to various different graduate schemes, um, but spending just a little bit of time can really pay off. Having a research of the company, looking at the hub, that Sophie mentioned earlier on Grad Cracker, doing your research and finding out why you want to work for Colas Rail is really important. So have a look at the company, have a look at the roles that they have to offer, what other graduates have said um, about, about the company and what it's like to work for. Um, and think about what, how that aligns with what you're looking for as well. And then weave that into your CV and your application and any cover letter. Um, think about like what we're looking for from from a graduate you know what kind of what kind of skills have we said that we're looking for what what's highlighted in the job description just try and weave that in and have a think about how that you can reflect that in your application I think is really is really key because mm -hmm. 
kind of moving on to the second point I wanted to make was around what makes you different. You've, you're, you might be applying up against, you might be up against kind of hundreds, of potentially thousands of other applicants. So what really makes you different from the person who applied before you and who's going to apply after you? What makes you stand apart from them? So it might, it might be things like, have you been involved in your local community? Are you involved in things at university? What kind of work experience have, have you had? And they don't have to be work experiences that are even necessarily directly relevant to the role that you're applying for you might not have ever you might be applying for a project management role but you might not ever have had the opportunity to kind of work within project management but actually just having a look at what that role entails and actually listening to the graduates today talk a little bit about their roles you'll probably hear well actually do you know what in my saturday job or job that i did during the summer holidays i actually ha have done a little bit of that and that sounds really interesting because that's what I enjoyed about my job before. So have a think about what gives you an edge um, and makes your application kind of sing and, and stand out from the crowd. Um, because yeah, you want to catch our eye basically. Yeah. We want to read your application yeah. and think, oh, that's really interesting. Or, oh, actually, yeah, that's really, that really aligns with the, with the role that we're recruiting for. Um, and the third thing that I wanted to mention is that this is a two-way street. In, when you're applying for a job it has to work for you and it has to work for the company I think what's really fundamental is looking at the company's values and if you you know if you go on our website and you, you look through the hub you should be able to see what our company stands for and what our values are and they really stand for everything that we do in in, in Colas Rail and we and we live by them and they're at the heart of it so ask yourself when you're applying to a company actually do those values align with my own values does it sit right with me? You know, if you're looking for a company that takes sustainability seriously, is this company invested in looking at reducing their carbon footprint or thinking about the kind of social impact that or the environmental impact that they have when they're undertaking a project? Um, it has to work for both of you. And I think if you can think of all those things and actually think about what makes you different, think about why you want to work there and think about why this is important to you. Actually, naturally, your passion for that job will come through in your application um, and then we, we we can see that when we're looking through your application we can see the people who genuinely have an interest in wanting to work for us and then those that are probably just applying everywhere and not really necessarily thinking about what's right for them brilliant yeah. and the only thing I would say is please please you've probably heard this a million times please proofread your CV yes. and your applications spelling mistakes just the main <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, everything that you've just said, Kirsty, is things that we reach over and over again when we are talking to um, our university students doing what, when we're doing our presentations and things. But it's great to hear that directly from an employer as well. You know, you're the one that's going to be looking at their applications. So to kind of reiterate everything that we always say is amazing. And um, yeah, I, I couldn't put it better. So um that's great. Thank you so much for that, Kirsty. That's a great introduction to everything, your schemes and um, the company. We're going to head over now um, to meet the graduates. I'm going to hand you over to Carla to introduce everybody. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Kirsty. Brilliant introduction to Colash Rail. So let's now speak to the graduates and find out a little bit more about them um, and their journey so far. So starting with you, Jess, could you just tell everybody where you went to university and what did you study, please? Hi, I went to Harriet Watt University in Edinburgh and I studied a uh, Master's in Civil Engineering. Thank you very much, Jess. And Tamsin? Uh, I went to Birmingham City University and I studied English Literature. 
Perfect, Tamsin, thank you. And like Kirsty and Sophie said at the beginning of the webinar, um, Collage Rail are open to all, all disciplines. Um, so STEM students out there who are watching this webinar, make sure you get your applications into the schemes that are currently open. I did English literature as well, Tamsin, so we've got something in common. Um, Adrian, over to you. So where did you go to university and what did you study? Um, so I went to University of Hertfordshire and I studied mechanical engineering. Perfect. Thank you very much, Adrian. And um, so now I want to find out a little bit more about why you chose um, why you chose Colas Rail. And um, so, Jess, can I go back to you? Why Colas? Uh, yes. So when uni was coming to an end, um, I started looking for jobs, and I thought Grand Crack was the best place to start with that because I knew that I wanted to work within a STEM industry. Yeah. Uh, then I came across Colas Rail. Um, I thought it was a good opportunity to use my background in engineering obviously because that applies to um, the rail industry and then as I read more about the grad scheme um, I really felt that it was a good place that would push me and challenge me every day um, it would be a dynamic role and I'd get to learn a lot of new stuff. Yeah no no problem so so particularly about Curlassen and and the graduate scheme what really made you think oh I really really fancy that particular scheme that you applied to? Um, I just think that the COLAS grad scheme uh, is not afraid um, to push you. Um, yeah. You're challenged, but you're also mentored. You learn a lot. And um, working within the rail industry is a really interesting place to work. Yeah. What, what do you think your biggest challenge so far has been? Um, I think... Um, you're given a lot of responsibility on the grad scheme, which is really rewarding. Um, yeah, I think taking on responsibilities um, can be challenging, but also at the end of the day, very rewarding. Yeah, but you do have your, your mentor there and help behind the scenes, though. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, you helped. Perfect. Definitely. Thank, thank you, Jess. And thank you for the shout out for Grad Cracker. Um, <laughs> uh, Adrian, I'm going to go on to you now. So similar question. Um, why did you choose Collage Rail? So um, for me, similar as Jess, um, you know, after graduating, you uh, it's the first place to look at really is Grad Cracker. Um, you know, alongside many other companies, um, cited on, on the website, um, I came across Call as well uh, straight away. Um, initially, because I was interested in the railway industry, but really, what was important for me was to look for um, a company that was that will expose you to a number of you know um, high diverse uh, projects, and that's something that. Um, I felt Corliss was really uh, good at um, at least, you know, presenting it to uh, to someone like me uh, looking for a job as a graduate. Um, and just the, the, the feeling of being constantly challenged uh, through the process really is another another thing that really attracted me to the, to the program. And also you have um, testimony um, on, uh, within the, uh, the Backpacker website. So you can sort of learn from other people that have gone through it. And, and have a vibe of, of you know, what the, um, uh, the the graduate program is all about. And the industry itself is something that was um, an, uh, appealing to me. Um, the, the railways is an ever-growing industry. And it's something that, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're willing to, um, to work hard and, and push yourself, you, you can go ways. Um, also, the company based again on testimonies on Crackpacker. You could you, you could hear and listen to so many uh, previous graduates uh, that gone through the program and testifying about um, the, the support that they got from the company and 
also, you know, having other previous graduate now um, on senior management positions, that shows you the amount of uh, work that, you know, the, the, the graduate can really, the program can really push you on to and, you know, give you those opportunities to grow within the business. And that's what I think at the end made, uh, you know, made me go for call as well as a whole. Yeah. I think um, a lot of students say that who are who are using GradCracker, the, the Our People page on, on your on your hub um, is, a, is a really well-read page um, or well-listened to for the videos as well, because it does give you that real insight about what you could be doing for the career at Curlass Rail. And, and this webinar is going to be the same as well. So as everybody knows, it is recorded and broken up into um, bite-sized chunks as well. So if you want to go back and listen um, to anybody's stories that you've witnessed today, obviously that'll be on their hub and in the Career Centre from um, early next week. So Thank you very much for that, Adrian. And Tamsin, I'm excited to hear about your journey. So English, <laughs> English literature student, go from there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I actually didn't have a clue what I wanted to do while I was in uni. And someone suggested project management to me. And I thought, eh, not my type of thing. Um, <laughs> and then I researched a bit more into it. And I decided that was sort of the route that I wanted to go down. Um, so mine was more project management rather than like a specific industry. Um, and then I came across the Colossal advertisement on Gradcracker, um, and it it sounded quite unique and quite different, but also challenging at the same time. And I quite like that. Yeah. Um, but then after I had my interview, um, which was with like the management team, um, it kind of settled my mind, and I kind of knew it was the right way to go. Everyone was just sort of down to earth, and it was more like a formal chat rather than you know an, a proper interview process kind of thing. So, um, I, yeah, that's why I decided to go with them. So what, what made you think e about project management and then what made you change your mind? What about Colash Mail made you change your mind about that? Um, oh, uh, <laughs> I think I was more scared about the idea of management and, you know, being in charge kind of thing and taking that sort of responsibility. Um, but obviously after researching and um, going through different um, job advertisements, because they're all different, they all entail different things, um, it sort of reminded me that it wasn't, wasn't mainly to do with management. It was more actually sitting down with people and sitting down in a team and working together and planning and organising things more than, you know, telling someone what to do. Um, so I think I was a bit naive in that sense at the start, but yeah. At the end of the day, you're all working as a team anyway, aren't you? You know, you might be the project management, but you, you all need to muck in together to get the, the job done at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Thank you Not very well, much. But- <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> thank you Tamsin so thank now you. let's go back and um, look at the your journey so far so starting with the um, interview assessment centre experience in, in general um, so Jess what was your experience um, like going through the um, application process uh, yes yeah, so I applied uh, through the website and then Colas came back to me with uh, a set of online tests um, they're not like difficult or hard tests. It's, I think it's just to assess how you uh, approach different situations and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, um, I was sent a brief uh, to produce a presentation. Um, so we had to research and analyze um, an incident that had happened on the railway um, a couple of years back. Um, that was actually really interesting just um, to read about on its own anyway. Uh, so I sent that presentation off. Then I was invited to interview because uh, this was in 2020. It was on Teams. Um, there were maybe five people from across the business in the interview, which sounds a bit daunting, but really it was 
um, it was fine as Tom said, everyone's really down to earth. Um, uh, some of the usual uh, interview questions, asking you how your attitude to safety and um, what you think you can bring to the role and your experience, et cetera, as Kirsty said, and um, then run through the presentation that you'd produced. And that was it afterwards. So we had to hear back and then you get told if you got the job or not. <laughs> Which obviously you did. <laughs> and now you're here. Um, so with the with the presentation, and how how did you do that? Then was it on PowerPoint that you had to send off, and then you had to present yeah. it at your interview? Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, perfect, no problem at all. So Tamsin, Adrian, are your experiences quite similar to, to Jess's? Um, mine was actually different um, entirely. I have to say. Um, oh, good. <laughs> we got sent. Um, you have to think I'm I'm very new to the business as well, so. Uh, we got sent um, a gamification right at the start after yeah. the application through the uh, the website, and there's an Arctic um, sort of gamification. Um, you you, play, you basically play games, um, and they're trying to work out your personality through the way you you approach uh, the game. It's not necessarily you can easily get confused between trying to make the most point within the game rather than actually showing uh, the uh, the recruiter who you are, and that's what they're trying to get. Yeah. Um, so after that, we then um, had an invitation to um, uh, the uh, uh, assessment day, but this was in teams uh, because of the pandemic. Um, so what happened is they split it into two because I think it would have been too heavy to do it all at once. Yeah. So they had um, they booked on on the day to do the um, the sort of uh, company presentation, if you like, the history and, and talk a little bit about the railway. And then the second day, that's when we had our group um, group work. Again, we we were presented with a situation um, in the in in the rail, um, and we were asked to uh, to come up with a plan, really. And and yeah, yeah. So you give him a couple of couple of minutes, uh, actually an hour, I think it was, to to come up with the the solution, and then you present it. Um, straight after that, you then go into your um, individual interviews. Um, and then you get an answer a couple of days after that. Uh, I was then in invited to uh, the Lundy Project headquarters because I was going to be working for Lundy, um, with Lundy in this case. So I had a final interview with, um, or second actually one with Lundy Projects. And yeah, and that's, and that's how um, I got in. Oh, brilliant. And he's still smiling, which is a really good sign. <laughs> 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 They're always smiling. And Tam, Tamsin, your experiences are they similar or completely different to both of these? <laughs> no, so mine was quite similar to Jess's. So yeah. um, everything for me was online, um, obviously due to COVID. So um, first thing was obviously sending the application through Gradcracker, and then Colas got back to me. Um, so the first stage for me was the psychometric testing, um, yeah. which, as Adrian said, it's kind of like games. Um, but I think you just have to sort of remind yourself you know what does it show with your answers and yeah. yeah. um, what does it show about yourself um yeah and then the next stage was the presentation um on the um incident and investigations um which i agree with jess it was it was quite interesting actually i think that's another thing that sort of encouraged me to go into the industry because it was it was quite good to read about um and yeah and then had the interview with um, three um, members of management so um, my manager was included in there as well yeah um, 
so yeah and then they just got back to me um with the news <laughs> with, with the news <laughs> yeah, I was actually, yeah i was actually I'd, because i was unsure of what was going to happen i started a master's and i was in my second lesson at the time and i had to oh. try to get out yeah sorry bye <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> See you, I'm going to be you. Um, <laughs> a really good journey so far. Um, so, Casey, um, uh, what's it? Sorry, Steph. So. I was going to ask exactly what you're about to ask. Oh, and I was going to try and butt in and say, <laughs> I think we're all thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, oh, Kirsty. You're going to ask me what um, the application process and such like is going to look like now. Yeah, yeah. So, like so many companies, we had to adapt very, very quickly um, to the pandemic and um, the way that we'd kind of run the recruitment process um, a lot there was a lot of similarities um, yeah. they're absolutely right you make an application you then um, uh, will be invited to do um, our gamification um, psychometrics so like they said it is a bit like playing a game um, but it's not a game there is there's genuine science behind it um, it gives us a really good indication of um, kind of your preferences and whether you'll be a really good fit for the role um, don't try and second guess if you ever get uh, asked to complete one of these because you can't just go with it and play how your natural preferences would be um, and then yeah the difference would be is that we now will go back we'll revert back to running assessment centers um, again where you'll actually get to meet people face to face because it's really valuable to be able to you know meet um, senior managers and um, graduates and previous graduates we try and invite a really broad spectrum of people along to the assessment centers so that um, those that are invited can actually get a really good feel for what we do and who we are um, and what the you know really good benefits of the role will be and and, the, the, and some of the more challenges because that's really important to, to know before you before you join as well. Um, so yeah, it's a three-stage process. So not vastly dissimilar to what um, these three went through, but um, it won't be virtual. It will be in face-to-face -face now. Perfect. Thank you very much, Kirsty. And then just just quickly go looking back to the grads, just to find out your hints and tips. Then you've all been through um, the process. Um, so Jess, if you could highlight any hint or tip that you'd like to give to the audience, what would it be to be successful at Coalas? Um, I think that just um, demonstrating that you have an understanding of the importance of um, safety and sustainability in what we do, um, because that's, at, I suppose, the heart of everything um, yeah. that we do on the railway. Perfect. And obviously that all of that information, so you can thoroughly research um, Collateral on the on the hub as well, Sophie and Sukur, so it really has to put all that together. So thank you, Jess. Tamsin? Um, probably confidence. Um, but not too much, don't be cocky at the same time. Um, have the research and knowledge behind you, make sure you can answer all their questions. You know, they're going to ask, um, you know, like what, what do you think about our company? What do we do? And if you can't answer that, then your confidence has gone out the window. So just yeah. be prepared. Yeah, I think preparing, doing your research makes you feel confident, doesn't it? Because you're going to a situation, you think, yeah, I can, I can do this. I've got this. And finished off yeah. with you, Adrian. Um. I think for me, it's got to be your your smile and just just showing how enthusiastic you are about the role, really. Because yeah. um, you have to think you, you you're gonna be working with with most of the people you'll be talking to at your interview stages or your assessment centres. So you want to really show um, how much you want to be there and how much you you know that would be um, how would I say it? Uh, the thing that you want 
it was at that point, at that moment of time, and they want to say that for you. Um, and again, I'm going to just add on to that by saying, just look at Tamsin right now, and that's exactly what you need to be like, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, energetic. And that's, yeah, yeah, and, and that would be good. Oh, bit of love on her webinar, can't beat it. Um, <laughs> so, friendly <laughs> little bunch. you got to love you. Um, so I'm going to hand over to Sophie now. So thank you very much, everybody. And we're going to speak to about your day-to-day -day lives and roles, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for all those kind of hints and tips and, and talking through the application process and recruitment process is a great way to kind of start that. But I do want to kind of move on and find out, you know, what your lives have been like since you've joined Colas Rail. Um, so the type of projects you've worked on, training opportunities. Um, so Adrian, I'm going to start with you because your role is, is slightly different um, that we've heard already. You know, you work for Lundy Projects, which is one of um, Colossus Rail's subsidiary companies. So can you tell me a little bit about Lundy and, and the type of work that you've been doing um, so far? So um, here at Lundy's, we are essentially, um, we are specialists in um, the fabrication of, um, say, uh, steel structures and also civil engineering. Um, we specialise in installation processes as well and working um, within say, uh, we, we build every structures uh, that you can have on the railway, uh, steel-wise, and we also be um, providing any supplementary civil work that goes with it. That's essentially what we do here at London Projects. Um, also, we have all the design at the back of it and um, the management process within it as well, so. Brilliant, and what's your role within, um, I know you're a, uh, trainee project manager, but what does that kind of really mean um, in the team at London? So, at, as um, as a as a young trainee, what you would you would concentrate on would be to to look at the uh, the company at, as a whole. So, you would look at the relationship between Lundy's and Corus uh, to begin with. Then you would look uh, you would look deeper into Lundy's, uh, trying to understand the, uh, the, the the processes, uh, the fabrication processes, the installation processes, and every uh, single department within the business. And uh, moving on to that, then you start working um, with a senior management, um, sort of, you know, um, learning along the line and, you know, doing little jobs as you, as you see fit, as you see how you progress. Uh, so it's not, there's no specific uh, amount of job that you will be doing. I think it's really down to how quick you learn as a young trainee mm -hmm. and how much responsibility they can, they can chuck at you at once. And, um, it's quite hefty at times so yeah good brilliant um and Tamsin and Jess um can you tell us a little bit more about your roles um at Carsrail Tamsin I'll start with you yeah um so I assist project leads um in planning track renewals um so yeah I'm a bit hard to explain um but yeah I right that's one way that I've learned a lot of the knowledge that I've got now and all the experience and um, just by shadowing um, other project leads so eventually um, as I gain more experience that will be what I'll be doing um, and I'll be, be able to do it independently mm -hmm. um, but yeah we, we just um, there's a lot of things that you need to consider in the planning and um, de with other teams you know there'll be other companies that might be signed into your work sites that you need to communicate with and there's a lot of different disciplines as well within Colas that you know we all sort of come together in one and um, so it's just about planning and communication so is this um this could be track renewal so this is track that needs replacing basically across the uk yeah so 
So it's not just one location you're working with, are you working in lots of different areas? Yeah, so um, depending on obviously which section, um, which division you'll be working in, um, my depot does a different renewal pretty much every weekend. So I think we've got about five project leads at the moment. Um, so they each have um, a seven amount of jobs. Um, and yeah, <laughs> it's a bit hectic, but it's quite a good experience because it's always changing and you're always going to learn different things off different jobs. So it's good in that respect. So do you have travel with your role then, Tamsin? Do you have to travel around to the different um, sites? Yeah. 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 So um, I on weekends, I only work on the actual renewal. So we'll have um, like preparation shifts and follow-up shifts and things like that. Um, but I only work on the core works. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, yeah, these can be, my routes at the moment are Wales and Western. So anything along that route, that's where I'll be travelling to. Cool. Okay. We're going to come back to kind of shift and working patterns a little bit later on, but thank you for that introduction, Tamsin. Um, and then, Jess, um, can you tell us a little bit more about your role at Colas? Uh, yes, yeah, so it's pretty similar to how Tamsin described hers, mm-hmm. except I work in enhancements, so I'm not having to travel around all the time. I'm just on one project at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have track elements to what we do, but also uh, overhead line, um, electrical and plant, civils, telecom, signalling. Um, it's very multidisciplinary. Um, so yeah, as Tamsin said, um, supporting the project leads in what they do and planning for the future works, ensuring that the works that are ongoing are going well, um, reporting to the client, speaking to contractors, network rail, the design team, uh, just basically supporting them and ensuring that the project goes to plan. Wow, so there's lots of different, you've got lots of different hats on every every time um, at the moment than Jess, dealing with all those different types of people, the different projects that are ongoing in the overall project. Yeah, yeah. And then um, wow. do you think that is enhancement somewhere that you'll stay for a little while or will you move to a different team or will, will this be where you where you stay now? Um, I think for myself, um, I would really like to stay as really... Um, rewarding watching the project grow um but that's not necessarily to say that someone else in my position that wanted to get experienced you know like end track renewals or um overhead line or whatever i think there's always opportunity to move in colas if you express an interest yeah. but personally i want to stay <laughs> great um okay thank you for uh, giving us an overview of all your roles so next thing i want to touch upon is projects so what is the favourite project you've worked on so far since you've been on the graduate scheme? And Adrian, I'll come back and start with you. Oh, um, for me, it has to be the, the, the Victoria Freight. So um, London's involved with um, a lot of piling uh, work in, uh, on the Victoria Freight. Um, and for that, you need a lot of safety um, precaution taken into account because of the... Uh, the amount of work that goes through, first of all, the um, how heavy they are and how uh, dangerous they can be. So I'm part of a group. Uh, sorry, my, my team is um, has been tasked to set up a, a, a safe working system around the construction that's going to go around. And I've I've kind of you know ducked into it. And uh, yeah, that's it, as a matter of fact, that's my that's my first project. So yeah, I'm enjoying it really really good. Um, but yeah, that's that's essentially what I've been involved with project-wise so far. Okay, can you explain? I I, I don't completely understand the technicalities of everything you right. just said. So you mentioned like piling. What do all these things mean? 
So with a gantry or any structures, really, you need a foundation with them. Um, so uh, the the ground around tracks would normally, um, you know, be uh, not solid enough, if you like, uh, for you to just say, uh, get the structure on it. So you need a foundation and for that, sometimes you use pilings, the different types of pilings. So the, the cylindrical feel that you would you would push on within yeah. the ground and you would ah, okay. as the base for your structure to to sort of cantilever onto that um and so that's you, you need to do that and also the transportation of the structures uh the lifting of it you know putting it onto the uh, the foundation and you know getting all sorted you need um also with the, the rail and the lines going up and down you there, there needs to be a proper um working uh, system in, in place um, for, for everything to go smoothly and obviously, you know, stick by the uh, the number one rule in the railway, you know, go home safe. Um, yes, yeah, so that's, 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 yeah, that's what I've been involved with. And yeah, it's quite interesting and technically involved. Yeah. So, yeah. That's great. Thank you, Adrian. I know probably people watching this that are doing like a civil engineering degree will be thinking, oh my God, Sophie, why did you have to ask that question? But there will be a lot of people watching that have very little knowledge as well. So it's good to kind of always clarify on bits. Um, so Tamsin, I'm going to head to you now. Um, what's your favourite project so far? Um, I've, I've had quite a few that I do enjoy. Um, Paddington Platform 11 was probably one of the most interesting um, yep. for me. So obviously all, all the jobs we do are different in different ways, um, but we have standards and compliances that we have to um, sort of reach and match up to. Um, and yeah, Paddington Platform 11 was, let's just say, aged. Yeah, a lot of the component trees um quite old. So um, you know, if you were to replace it exactly how it is, um, a lot of the stuff doesn't exist anymore. You might have to get things cast and etc. Um yeah. so yeah, with that one we had to um try and source different tools, different components, components trying to somehow put it put it back together in one piece um so that one was quite interesting but just um it was the one job that i had a bit more knowledge and experience backing me at that point and um, so i could take a bit more of a, a responsibility on there um but yeah i quite enjoyed that one yeah that, that sounds really interesting working on it and on a, a station is as kind of historic as that and also you wouldn't want to be in charge of the you wouldn't want to be the person that destroyed Paddington Station would you so you have to be yeah, yeah. It, was, it was to be fair that was the first time I'd ever seen in Paddington and it, that was quite a cool experience so it was good oh um and then finally Jess and um, what has been your favorite project so far uh so as I said before I'm currently working on one big project of loads of um, different components yeah um, so working on that in general has been really interesting. Got exposed to a lot of different um, like parts of the railway, as I mentioned before. Um, currently, as part of the project, there's um, uh, we're doing some uh, preparation for a change in alignment in the railway. So that is involving moving some overhead line structures, um, putting in some new retaining walls, and um, uh, change in the landscape quite a bit so as you know like piling and stuff that um adrian explained before um i'm finding that really interesting because um because i come from a civil engineering background um it's great to be involved in that and then in addition to the day-to-day -day of the project 
I've also um, got to be involved in a few of the um, innovation projects that um, we try and Colas Rail. Um, so trying to implement uh, new technology and stuff on our site um, has been really interesting as well. Great. So there's so many different disciplines yeah. you just mentioned there, mm -hmm. Jess, about you know what you're you're from a civil engineering background, but you know you've got yeah. so many different disciplines that you're involved in. Yeah. Um, so that's really interesting and, and great for our audience to hear, you know, as we mentioned, cars recruit from across STEM disciplines. Um, so, you know, this kind of just re it reiterates the type of people they, they'd look for. Um, we touched upon this briefly before Tamsin, um, but we want to talk a little about pattern because this is a conversation that Kirsty and I have had in the past about, you know, weekend work and shift work is probably inevitable really if you're working in the rail industry and it could be potentially off-putting to, to some some people but when I was talking to you guys in the run up to this it's not like gonna be away and you're going to be doing xyz it needs to be um it's a lot more flexible than that so I wanted you to just kind of run us through what your work and shift patterns are like um, and Tamsin if we could start with you. Yeah, so I work Monday to Friday in the office, um, so that's when I'll be planning and organising, um, and that's usually eight to four. Um, and then it's also depending on what weekend work we've got on as well. Um, so we can either have um, 52 hour possessions, which is a Friday night start through to the Monday morning, um, or a Saturday night start through to the Monday morning. Um, and you do, there's three different shifts you can do. So you could do like a morning shift, an afternoon, or a night. Um, mm. But that's, you can, book these off if obviously you have other plans um so it's not as strict as what it may sound like it is um yeah. and you also get your rest days and things as well so it's sort of um flexible and works around you at the same time mm -hmm. great and um what about you adrian what's what's your kind of working week look like um i think it's quite um similar to what tamsin just said um you know a typical day for me will be from eight to half four maybe um and again, it's not it's not as easy as that because you know, when you do get to work on weekends, you can have that day off, um, you know, depending on where you work and how they make it, they arrange it in place. But especially for me, I've not been exposed to too much um, weekend work so far because of the uh, uh, because of the pattern of uh, progression they've, they've taken for me. Um, as in, I've been concentrating more on um, what goes within. Uh, Lundy's um, offices and the fabrication units um, and I've just started going on to sites so I think later on down the line I will be looking at um, a, you know a tad, more, a tad more work on weekends uh, but not, not as much as yeah uh, maybe the other students Okay great and um, Jess um, is yours similar to Tamsin or, or do you have a different working pattern? Uh, yeah, mine's pretty similar to Tamsin, so work Monday to Friday, and then um, depending on how busy we are, um, working at the weekends as well, either day shift or a night shift. Um, I think maybe yeah. I found that a bit intimidating at first, but um, when you're involved in these projects, it's actually really um, exciting to go out on site and see it happening, um, so it doesn't feel like an extra chore or anything, it feels like a benefit of your job, really. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean, you, you get so excited and so invested in it that, you know, you want to be involved, don't you? And um, yeah, I think it's just good to highlight that, you know, it's not like you'll be working every single weekend that some people might think that you might be in the rail industry and it can be flexible. As Tamsin said, you know, if you've got personal commitments, you've got personal commitments and yeah. the business will, will work with you on that. 
Um, so what I wanted to do now is look at training and development and just quickly before we come back for some quick fire rounds with Carla, um, talk about the training opportunities that you've had so far, because I know all of you have had slightly different um, things going on. So Jess, I'm going to start with you on this one. What training development have you had so far at Colas? Uh, yep, so um, when you start out, <clears throat> you're sent on a few training courses which help set you up for working on the railway. So uh, personal track safety, which allows you to work on the railway. <clears throat> Site manager safety training scheme, which gives you a good understanding of um, how to work on a construction site safely. Uh, we also do first aid. Um, I've also been able to do a project management fundamentals course, which is part of the Association of Project Managers. So helping me work my way to um, getting chartered as a project manager. Um, also got um, in the diary a few more courses that will help me <clears throat> develop my understanding of track and overhead line. Um, so that'd be really good. And then eventually at the end of the year, hopefully do the project management qualification with the APM. Brilliant. And all of this is funded and supported by Colas Rail as part of the graduate scheme. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Tamsin, um, what about you? Have you had similar experiences to Jess or have you had more um, different types of training? Yeah, so um, obviously we're on the same um, graduate programme, so mine's pretty much been the same as Jess's um, in terms of courses. Um, but those are sort of like the site management training, um, first aid, etc. Those are all what are planned on the graduate programme already for you. Um, so we did need extra training or you thought it might be beneficial in your role to have training that maybe isn't on the actual graduate program then um you can ask to get put on them and pretty much they'll say yeah that you know it supports your learning um in terms of development um when i first started so i've been shadowing um project leads plan jobs but i've also been shadowing them on weekends as well and um, so on weekends I'm a duty manager um, so it's all dealing with all the things that go wrong um, and potential overruns which luckily I haven't had to deal with yet but um, it's all sort of um, gaining your knowledge and experience um, of people that have already been through the scheme or um, have that knowledge behind them as well so that's a different way of getting your development improved. Brilliant yes yeah, so learning from people around you which is you know obviously such a huge part of any job um, is learning on the job. Um, and then finally, Adrian, um, have you got anything to add to that? Anything that you've done differently to Tamsin and Jess? Um, not really. It's pretty much all the same. Um, you know, I've secured my uh, personal track safety um, training and my project uh, fundamental qualification as well. Um, but I think it's the only thing I might just add on it is that you need to think they, they can they can tailor those trainings off to you if. If you know, if, if you have a desire to go to a different direction, say if you have your heart set on more knowledge on health and safety, for example, they can do you know, the couple of courses out there, like the Nearbosch course, that they can actually, you know, push you on to and again, um, you know, fund it for you. I think it's, yeah, for as long as you are growing as a as a graduate or as a you know, as an employee, they, they will be willing to do that. I think it's yeah. a fair point to do that, yeah. Brilliant. And I think, um, you know, obviously we touched upon earlier, Kirsty, with the engineering graduate schemes and the commercial schemes, you know, the qualifications and the training that you'll get on those elements um, rather than the future leaders programme will be will be different. Um, but, you know, they do support you through to that chartership and they will give you the training development that you need to be able to do your job to the best of your ability, which is fantastic. 
Um, right, we're going to head back to Carla now for some quick fire rounds before we finish off. My favourite part of the webinars. Thank you very much, everybody. So, um, yes, two two quick fire rounds, starting with a standout moment of the graduate scheme so far. So I'm hoping these are going to be some belters. So, Jess, what has been your standout moment so far? I think, um, so as Tamsa said, that uh, we work as duty managers on the weekend. Um, that entails a lot of uh, dealing with issues that arise. And I think just recognising that where you've come from in the beginning when you have no idea what to do and now can work with confidence in a number of situations um, to resolve them. I think that's done. When I, when I recognise that, that stood out to me. <laughs> I liked when you said problems which may arise because Tamsin had a little bit of a smile there. She's like, yeah, that was a knowing smile. <laughs> I saw that little glimmer. Um, Tamsin, on to you then, your standout moment. Um, probably going on track for the first time. So when I first started, um, there was a job going on, which is like a blockade. So it's, um, you know, it's sort of like more than your normal um, few days away. It's like, you know, it could be up to say 10 days um, of work. And um, my manager asked me if I wanted to just come down and see what was going on. Um, so I sort of had like a permit thing. So I didn't actually have more qualification yet. You can go on track with permit as long as you're with someone. Um, and that was, um, yeah, quite interesting. Um, it's a bit of a shock at first because you don't really know what to expect. Um, and then seeing lots of the machines and like the tamper um, and trains and things. But from track level is a whole different experience. Um, I don't think people actually realise how big they are. I certainly didn't anyway. So it was just, yeah, a bit of a shock moment. <laughs> well, I used to live in an old um, railway cottage on the East Coast main line. And when they were doing work on the line, that these big machines used to come at the front of my house and the whole house used to just shake and just think, oh, they're doing some work on the line. <laughs> Thanks very much, Tamsin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just thinking at the beginning, I was actually staring at Kirsty thinking so. Um, do you remember when Colas first signed up with us and I saw one of your um, machines and I took a picture and I was so excited. I sent it to Kirsty, I sent it to Sophie. It's like, oh, look, there's Colas outside my house. <laughs> and I used to do that when I used to travel up from London to the York office and I'd see the Colas freight trains. So I'd be sending pictures and sending them back to the office. <laughs> Get really excited. <laughs> Uh, we are losing. You don't notice it until you work for. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, we get that excited. Um, Adrian, so apart from this webinar, obviously, your standout moment. <laughs> it's got to be this. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, in all honesty, for me, it was because um, uh, one of the things that I had to do was work with the project development um, or the business development department of London Project. And um, one, one of these days I got to go to uh, the uh, a high-end meeting. I don't know how else to put it, but I was just, I just remember being in there and thinking, I'm sat in here and I'm listening to all of this, you know, I'm not trusted with all of these informations. And it's almost, you know, it hits you because um, you suddenly realize they trust you, you know, yeah. you are worthy of being in our office or being around that table and listening to, to, to the conversation that's been taken in place and you know you almost need a little bit of a pinch in your you know to, 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 to suddenly go well right, i i'm here right so yeah i think that that's for me was yeah special i think so oh yeah. that's a real nice story you deserve it love you worked hard haven't you oh. <laughs> Thank you, Adrian. And now, interesting fact about Colash Rail. And Kirsty, you've been quiet 
So I'm going to come to you first about your Anna. First, first time for everything. <laughs> so what is your fun, interesting fact about Curlas? So um, I'm just going to take it off on a slightly different uh, different route. So my fun fact for Colas is around sustainability. So you might not necessarily think of um, the rail industry as, as, you know, well, you might think of it more as big machinery, lots of, you know, using a lot of diesel, not necessarily being too kind to the environment. But actually, we're constantly striving to reduce our carbon footprint and the impact and, and improve the impact that we have on the people that we, you know, um, come up against day to day. So, yeah, sustainability massively um, is massively important. And actually, the graduates are really important in 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 that journey that we're on. So uh, always involved in things around innovation and sustainability. We do challenges around it as part of the graduate program on actually we recognize that you're new in the industry, you see things from a different perspective. Um, so what do you think we can do differently to make things better? That's our fun fact. We care a lot about the environment. <laughs> <laughs> Drum roll, please. Thank you, Kirsty. That's in your fun fact. Um, so we're part of the Southern Rail Systems Alliance, um, which is like on the thing there. <laughs> um, <laughs> We do chat renewals um, pretty much across the country. Um, so the ones that we in my office um, focus on is the Western and Wales route and sometimes the Wessex route as well. Perfect. Thanks, Tamsin. Adrian? Uh, my fun fact is um, since the acquisition of London Project by Corus Rail, Corus Rail is now uh, one of the very few companies out there to be able to design, uh, fabricate and install uh, railway structures all in one house. Yeah, that's... Wow. That's pretty cool, isn't it? That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Adrian and Jess. Uh, yeah, I think my fact is that um, we're not just uh, infrastructure construction, we also do, as part of the enhancements, like uh, we've been demolition and decommission of uh, railways and heavy civils work and deep drainage and things like that. So it's not just uh, laying track. Yeah, there's much more to call Ashrail than just lane track. Thank you very much, Jess. Um, so, yes, sir, thank you all the grads, Sir Tamsin, Adrian and Jess for joining us today. I'm going to hand over to Sophie, who's going to finish off with Kirsty. Thank you so much. It's been really lovely listening to you guys um, today and hearing more about you. Um, but, yeah, finally, before we sign off, um, Kirsty, have you got any final hints and tips for our audience thinking of applying today? Yeah, there was just one thing that I wanted to um, finish off on. So Sophie mentioned it at the beginning, but we do have some vacancies that are currently live on the hub at the moment. Yeah. So go and have a look um, and see whether they're something that interests you. Hopefully they are. Um, but what I wanted to mention as well is that we're a very dynamic business. We're fast paced and there's always um, change. With that change brings opportunity. So we recruit year round. Um, so if the roles that we've got at the moment aren't quite what you're looking for, keep an eye out on um, the hub because uh, there will no doubt be something that will pique your interest um, at a later point. So yeah, keep an eye out, and um, if you follow us on there, you'll get opportunity. Uh, you'll get a sorry, a an alert when our opportunities are live, and so you can go in and have a look. Amazing, thank you, Kirsty. So my job for me there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um,
So thank you once again to our amazing panelists from Carlos Rail, and of course, thank you to Carla as well. Um, I've loved hearing about all of your roles and experiences today, and this will be such um, a fantastic resource for our audience using their applications. Um, so make sure um, if you're going to apply to Carlos Rail to let them know you've watched this webinar because it will really show that you've got a keen interest in them and that you know a lot about them from just literally listening to this webinar. Um, so next week, it's our final webinar of the season before we break until the new academic year. Um, so Carla and Jessica will be joined by leading health and hygiene company, ST, and that's next Thursday at 2 p.m. Um, but thank you once again to Colas Rail and yeah, see you all soon. Bye. Hey, Rich Colas. Bye-bye.